Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Zen Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. If you're new to the show, if you're new to the show, it's week 14. What the hell have you been doing for the last 13 weeks of the NFL season? But that's fine. We're happy to have you here anyway. And I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by the great people at Zen Sports. Download the app, plug in the promo code ATOZTN, and get up to $1,000 on your no danger first wager. In the Zen Sports app, they will put you in position to succeed. Speaking of people who put you in position to succeed, it's the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. Wherever justice demands, Amanda J. and her team are there to serve you across 35 counties in the great state of Tennessee, Tennessee family and criminal courts. AmandaJGentry.com for more information on how she can help protect your constitutional rights. And TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for that first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. TrueMath Fitness always goes above and beyond. A new way to work out for the best version of you, TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. So, Will Levis. I've got currently the uh, the television copy in front of me of the Titans and the Colts. The overtime 31-28 to loss that Tennessee suffered to Indianapolis with a couple of untimely errors, a couple of unforced errors that this team seems to be unable to escape from, and just generally the kind of stuff that we continue to talk about, moments where they can capitalize and they instead, I don't want to say choose to beat themselves, but they have not been able to avoid beating themselves just generally. With Will Levis, as uh, just at the point in time where I'm currently watching this, because you know I'd rather rewatch Titans Colts and and learn more about the quarterback than I would watch this Patriots Steelers game. Um, to see what Will Levis is capable of, to kind of work through some of the issues that he's having, he's got the second lowest completion percentage among qualified quarterbacks in the league. So that's kind of you know that there are some there's there's obviously some bumps and bruises that this dude literally and figuratively that this dude is having to work through but on the whole how is he doing on the checklist of passing the franchise quarterback test he's not acing it we can't say that will levis is acing the franchise quarterback test because they're not winning games right they're two and four in his six starts they're four and eight on the season he is not losing them games certainly but he hasn't there hasn't been a game where it felt like Will Levis has gone to outright and won it, right? Beyond Atlanta. Atlanta, he absolutely did that. Carolina, it felt like they were just kind of hanging on. And, you know, some of that is the, the way that the coaching staff chose to kind of play the rest of that game out, to call the rest of that game, right? And, and we've spoken on the level of conservatism around the rookie quarterback and basically the people who are handling him, whether we think that's Fair or foul is a different matter entirely. But the Levis situation is what it is. So in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, what grade would you give Will Levis through six starts? You can do so in the comments, as I mentioned, while I tell you about your Two Rivers Ford take being presented by the great people at Two Rivers Ford, quality American-made Ford vehicles and award-winning customer service. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet goes above and beyond to put you in position to succeed. Uh, as we talk about Will Levis and things that are putting him in position to succeed or not putting him in a position to succeed. I just saw one of the four straight three and out series 
that they had where Jalen Duncan, one of the nine pressures that he allowed in this game, this one on a third and six, where he immediately was beaten by the end for Indianapolis, who came around, hit Will Levis, who tried to get it to Tajay Spears on a check down because that was the only throw available to him, was not able to complete the pass. They would have been well short of the sticks on third and six anyway. And it kind of speaks to the situation that you have to talk about when you talk about Will Levis, which is that this football team is not protecting him very well. I'll go through some of the pro football focus numbers from the Titans offensive line here in just a second. Uh, and we'll talk about the grade that we would give Will Levis on the way that he's managing his situation. Um, but for the most part, what we see from, from the young quarterback is a lot of a lot of stuff that he's up against, but that also you would like to see him excel through from time to time. I'll read you some numbers on Will Levis through these six games, courtesy of Pro Football Reference. He in six starts, as I mentioned, is two and four. 57.8% of his passes is what he's completing. It's the second lowest among qualified quarterbacks in the league, worth keeping in mind. Uh, 1,266 yards in those six games, seven touchdowns to two interceptions, uh, a lot more interceptable passes that he's thrown that haven't been picked off. He has lost, he is credited with losing two fumbles, uh, one that was, I'm still convinced was an interception, even though they didn't rule that uh, as an interception. It was called a fumble in the Colts game, and then the Brewer high snap, which should be more attributed to Aaron Brewer than it should be attributed to Will Levis. So on the whole, you know, it's tough to find things that you don't like about him. I think he's been more accurate than I expected him to be, even though the completion percentage doesn't show that to be the case. I think it's impossible for him to be any better than he's currently been as a rookie making his first handful of starts, given the current offensive line situation. Um, I mentioned wanting to read you some of those offensive line numbers, and we'll do that here in just a second. But from from what I see from Will Levis, it, it's tough. I'm not left wanting more. We talked about this on the radio show today. This dude went out for blood on Sunday against the Colts, and he was red hot the entire time. Red hot in terms of the, the I don't want to say that the temperature that he's running at, but like take, for example, the exchange with DeAndre Hopkins that everybody has highlighted over and over again, where uh, the where the missed opportunity on a third down play between the quarterback and the wide receiver leaves the quarterback, the rookie quarterback and the 10 year vet at wide receiver. The rookie quarterback is red faced. And I don't think it's hyperbolic to describe him as red faced and screaming at Deandre Hopkins as they came to the sideline. Now he was asked a question about that yesterday um, in his media availability with us, where he said, yeah, I forgot I was on television. I'd like to handle that a little bit more diplomatically. The next time. And I'll tell you why I don't necessarily want him to. Uh, right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by Zen Sports. Download the Zen Sports app, plug in the promo code ATOZTN, and get up to $1,000 on your no danger first wager. They'll put you in position to succeed at Zen Sports. They also, if you are succeeding in Zen Sports, have a VIP program that gives you better promos, better comps, all kinds of better offers in the Zen Sports app that you unlock by being a VIP member. Now, this is invitation only. You can't just you can't just sign up or pay to be a VIP. That's not how this works. You actually have to be uh, worthy of VIP status at Zen Sports. So if you feel like your Zen Sports play qualifies for VIP status, go to zensports.com slash VIP 
and find out how you can enter yours in sports play today. Terms and conditions do apply. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789 and must be 21 or up in Tennessee to bet. So how would you grade Will Levis through these first six starts? I would say that I would give him a C. I think a C is fair. I think there's a a lot more from the offense generally that just he's not going to be capable of providing them. I think that he is elevating his teammates. There's no question. I think that while he still learns the ins and outs of the operation of what it is that they're trying to accomplish and gets himself more up to speed as he can only do by playing more. And obviously there's five more games, including Monday night football in Miami for him to learn and continue to improve upon these things. Mechanically, it's not perfect. Uh, Accuracy-wise, it's not perfect, but it's better than I expected it to be. I think a C is fair because they're still two and four in his six starts, and he's got, as I said, the second lowest completion percentage among qualified quarterbacks since he took over. But on the whole, a C is a passable grade. Now, a passable grade is relevant here because we talk about the idea of him passing the test of being a player that they can build around at the quarterback position because he doesn't have to be the best. He doesn't have to be CJ Stroud. He doesn't have to be Patrick Mahomes for him to be a viable solution. Basically what he has to be is Jalen Hurts, right? A player that makes strides year over year, that gives you advantages, that displays a level of competitive toughness uh, that we've talked about with Levis and the Hopkins exchange and, and clear examples of him having command and control and leadership that are probably beyond, I don't want to say beyond his years, because he's 24. He's not like, he's not a young rookie, right? There's, there's, um, there is some significant developmental stuff between 20, for example, with Anthony Richardson and 24, as Will Levis comes into the league as a, uh, an older rookie that way, not quite Hendon Hooker old, right? Where he's, he's, uh, he would be considered geriatric under normal circumstances, but with, with a presence about him that would indicate that he's capable of doing this job and that he belongs. So all that to say, how is he, how is he faring on the, is he the franchise future of the franchise, or at least the immediate future of the franchise as we learn more about him in these six starts? Uh, you can say definitively that he is. I'm not prepared to do so. I think that there's plenty that we can learn about him in five games, but I like what I see. I've been encouraged by what I've, I've seen from Will Levis, and I want to make sure that I'm clear with that. Does he elevate his teammates? This is, there's three criterium that we went over on the radio show today that I think I've established as what would make me feel comfortable with the idea of him being future of the franchise, at least while he's on his rookie deal. Does he elevate his teammates? The answer is yes to that question. There is no question that they are a more competitive version of the offense with Will Levis than they were with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. Um, the record is not, I mean, uh, Ryan Tannehill only had two wins uh, to date for the Titans as the starting quarterback. Will Levis only has two wins to date as the starting quarterback of the Titans, and it's not easy to necessarily find another win on their schedule as it's currently constructed. Um, But does he elevate them? Yes is the answer to the question. We'll see how much better he gets as a result of having better parts around him to further elevate. Secondarily, the level of leadership, whether that's on-field, off-field, press conference, or locker room, huddle, or practice? Is he a leader in that sense? I believe the answer to be yes. He's an extremely intense individual. Some of that stuff, clearly he runs hot, uh, clearly very emotional. 
I love that personally. I don't want to see that tamped down. I think that if he feels like DeAndre Hopkins needs to be chewed out on a regular basis, and if he's comfortable doing that as a rookie, go get him, bud. I think that is outstanding. Now, you have to be right if you're going to, you got to come correct on those things. And I don't know necessarily that Levis was in the right for chewing out Hopkins the way that they did. I think both players have a complete understanding of when that's necessary and when it's not, and that the sidelines of a football game are, are always in an emotional place. But I think on the whole, for Will Levis in his current situation, the leadership test, I think he passes thus far as a rookie. And then the idea of uh, of his, and I want to think of the, the, the proper way to qualify this beyond elevating and leadership, is he, is he also, while being, is he bipolar as a quarterback, right? Is he great leader of men, but also is he good soldier with the coaching staff who the coaching staff just wants to know that when they tell him to do something that he's going to execute it the way that they expect it to be executed. And to date, right now, the returns on that have been promising. Now, um, Mike Vrabel is not Kyle Shanahan as an offensive football mind or as a play caller or as a schemer, right? And Brock Purdy and Shanahan are the ultimate example of this, where Kyle Shanahan's basically just got a got a like a PlayStation or an Xbox controller, and he's out there playing Madden with Brock Purdy. And it works because Purdy does exactly when Kyle Shanahan hits the, the X button, uh, Purdy throws it to the X receiver, right? I know that's not you know, exactly one for one, but you understand what I'm saying. Like they, Shanahan and Purdy have an understanding, uh, a symbiotic relationship to an extent, kind of like McVeigh and Goff a couple of years ago when that was still working well, that allows Purdy to be the best version of himself and allows Shanahan to execute his offense the way that he sees fit. So good soldier, leader of men, on top of that, does he elevate his teammates? I think uh, to date, he passes all three of those tests. Um, not acing anything yet. Ace acing would require wins in these games, and two and four is obviously subpar. Um, but as we continue to see improvement around Will Levis, I think it's fair to expect that he can do better with better pieces around him, which is exactly the kind of stuff that we talked about with Mike Frabel and Rand Carthon after they drafted the guy. Uh, so A to Z Sports Primetime is presented by the great people at the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. They are there to help you. They are there to put you in position to succeed. They are there to protect your constitutional rights as you need them. They are there to educate you about their constitutional, about your constitutional rights as you need it. We don't all know what the protections that we are afforded under the constitution, especially when we are in legal disputes. AmandaJGentry.com is there to help you work through that process and help you get the level of protection and justice that you deserve. Amanda J. Gentry for more information. Uh, so what grade would I put on him to kind of put a bow on this conversation? I, I you know, I mentioned a, a C earlier. I'm probably comfortable with a C. I, I think a C plus. I, I've, I've talked myself into it enough to, to grade on a curve and give him a C plus because his situation is outright bad. Again, um, what would earn a, a, a B minus, a, a B, a B plus, an A, more winning of consequence, better results, um, a higher completion percentage. His air yards per attempt, he's obviously taking shots down the field, and that's something that you like to see. But on the whole, he is there are there are there's evidence of him being a product of of their larger inconsistencies. And as he works his way through that, 
you know, I want to make sure that we're being fair to him, but also understanding where he himself needs to be, uh, needs to improve. Let's get into Traylon Burks. What is What is your expectation for Traylon Burks the rest of the season? We talked about uh, having an expectation of Traylon coming in, but what would you consider a quote-unquote successful season for Traylon Burks? We will discuss at length together. Uh, right after I remind you that the Primetime Show is presented by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com. Your first workout is free as a Middle Tennessee resident. No workout ever recycled or repeated is what TrueMath promises you. They are awesome when it comes to the level of workouts that they have, the kind of workouts, workouts that they have, and the fact that you're not ever going to overexert yourself, feel out of out of place, feel uncomfortable based on how they're trying to improve your physical fitness. They're going to test you, they're going to push you, but they they are going to do it in a way that is safe and productive for you. TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free and for all their membership options. So what would be considered a successful season for Traylon Burks? Um, The bar is low and we'll, we'll... Play you a clip. The uh, play you the clip if you missed it last night of Traylon Burke speaking in the locker room with media yesterday. Um, but as he tries to get back up to speed, and he starts with what ten offensive snaps, no targets, no catches against the Indianapolis Colts. Can he be a, a player of impact for a quarterback who needs more impact players on on Monday Night Football in Miami? The answer to date on that has been no. In fact. This is really, Sunday was really the first opportunity. Let me go back and look at Traylon Burks's uh, box score because now that we bring this up, the idea of, of Traylon and uh, Levis working together, there's not been a ton of sample size to date on that. So Pittsburgh, so Atlanta, Pittsburgh, and Indianapolis are three games Traylon Burks has only played in six games total, and and Indy, if you count it, with zero targets, zero receptions, and only 10 offensive snaps. Um, You know, that is what it is. It technically counts counts for him. But uh, in Levis' debut, he had two targets, no receptions. Uh, In the game against Pittsburgh, obviously, where he was concussed, he had two catches on three targets for 23 yards. Uh, And Indianapolis, he had zero targets, zero receptions, as I mentioned, for, of course, zero yards. So on the whole, him and Levis, it's it's not there. Why would it be? Traylon hasn't been available to practice, and uh, that was at the very, very start of Will Levis' tenure as the starting quarterback there. So what would be a successful season for Traylon Burks the rest of the year? What would you consider successful? Um, before I tell you what I would consider a success, I'll let you hear from Traylon Burks himself. Kind of handle the situation for giving you time. Because uh, Rabel? Yeah. Um, I think he handled it, you know, best way for the team and for uh, my safety um, you know and uh, all I can do is just keep you know leaning on them and my teammates and doing whatever is right for the team and myself. It's been a while but can you take us back to the night in Pittsburgh when you when you first got hurt and went off? I, and just, don't, like to, I, don't, I don't recall really much from okay. Pittsburgh um, other than you know just heard that we didn't win that game yeah. and uh, you seen the replay? Concern that, that you know two in, in one year like this, you know two concussions in a year. Does that make that even more concerning for you? Uh, can you repeat that for me again? The fact that you've had two concussions in a year's time does it make that? I know concussions in general are very concerning. Does that make? Um, I mean, you know, everybody that plays the game is vulnerable to concussions, so I don't really think about it that much. Um, you know, I just go out there and play the game. 
and you know whatever is in God's willing happens, it happens, and I, and I know that He'll take care of it. You see, you see the replay of it, and, and what you hear maybe from people after you record it off? Just a you know, bad fall, you know, and there's really nothing that I can do to prevent it. So. Is there anything specific in the recovery process that was harder this time than maybe last year? No, sir, not at all. You feel like now you're kind of in a ramp up period where you're going to feel better and do more maybe each week? Yeah, I mean, I've been feeling better um, ever since, um, you know, and I'm just you know, ready to get out and do what I do. How hard is it to miss those three weeks, though, I guess, both in terms of being on the field, or two weeks, I guess, in terms of being on the field and, and practice? It's hard, as you know. As being a football player, when you love football, when you love the game, you know missing games is not fun at all. So you know it's been hard, but you know I'm just thankful that I'm back at the position that I am. What can I? So that is sorry, you caught me looking at my phone. That is Traylon Burks speaking with the media earlier uh, this week. In fact, yesterday about kind of his status. So what would be considered a successful season for Traylon Burks. Oh, I just saw the stone. I'm, I'm rewatching for those of you who may not have heard me earlier. I'm rewatching the Titans and the Colts while we do the primetime show instead of Thursday night football, because Patriots Steelers is not something I want to watch at all. And I'd rather kind of refresh my memory in real time about the things that Will Levis is improving upon and where Traylon Burks can have an impact to date. Um, what would I consider a successful season for Traylon Burks? I know it's a low bar. I know it's a, a, a it, the bar could not be lower. The bar is the floor. All right. I just want to see him finish, finish five games healthy. The last five games of the season. I want to see him come through with his, himself intact. And I know a lot of that's outside of his control. Certainly the concussions outside of his control. I want Traylon Burks to finish the season. Um, I, I get why a lot of you will hear that. And a lot of you are already reacting to that saying, well, that's ridiculous. Of course, you want more from him than just to finish the season. I just don't think that you can start with anything but baby steps of what this football team is right now. And for Traylon Burks, baby steps looks like finishing a season. Uh, he finished last season uh, available to them, but of course, that that roller coaster ride was what it was. And at best, he's going to match his total number of appearances games appeared in uh, with 11 in 2022, his rookie season, the most that he can appear in if he plays at starts and contributes in some form or fashion in all five remaining games, because he's only played in six right now, would be 11. Um, he only has eight catches on the season. He has less than 125 yards receiving. He has no touchdowns. Traylon Burks is a ghost, basically, for this football team. Anything that he can do, starting with being available, is where the bar needs to be set for this guy. Um, it sucks. It sucks for him. And I, you know, I don't envy him because turf toe concussions, uh, knee, MC, LCL, and then MCL stuff in his knee, that's not something that he can, he can train better for. That's not something that he can prepare necessarily for. That's just football happening to him and football happening to one person over and over and over again in ways that are, obviously detrimental to his career. So I'd just like to see him finish the year um, where I'm at with it. But, you know, I know you guys have higher expectations for him. We can bounce back quickly before we wrap up and get you back to whatever it is that you're doing with your Thursday evening, whether you're suffering through uh, Patriots Steelers, whether you are doing something else. I have no idea what you're doing. Maybe you're watching the Preds. Preds uh, with Preds playing tonight. 
Oh, Preds play the Lightning tonight. Uh, Nashville Predators hosting the Lightning. Uh, after two, they had two wins on the road. We had Forsberg on the radio show. I mentioned that yesterday. By the way, uh, before I forget, radio show tomorrow. Uh, I am going to end up working. I was supposed to take the day off. I forgot that I was supposed to take the day off, and I texted my boss. I was like, I'm going to work anyway. We might as well do the 615 Sessions podcast tomorrow, do it, go to Titans practice tomorrow, have something else for the radio station that I'm doing tomorrow that I agreed to do tomorrow because I forgot that I took Friday off. So I said, can I just I might as well just do the radio show too? And so we will. Uh, but with that, we'll have all kinds of guests. We have Coach Mack. We have Tajay Spears. And Eric Kane, because there's some stuff going on with the Titans, or excuse me, with the Vols in the transfer portal that is worth documenting. Um, who needs to bounce back, though? Most in sports. We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com. Get your dream address without the stress. Get the Intel Edge. Don't sell without that Intel Edge that you absolutely have to have to succeed. The team that your favorite teams trust the official team of the Nashville Predators is the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. Okay, who needs to bounce back? Well, obviously the Titans need to bounce back. To do so against Miami would be tough, and we'll have uh, at least one more primetime show. Well, we'll have one more primetime show. No primetime on Monday, obviously, because I'll be in Miami working. Uh, but we'll do primetime from Miami, or really from Aventura, where I'm staying, because it's closer to the stadium than South Beach is. Um, but... We will do one primetime show from Miami, and the Titans need a bounce back. Now, how can the Titans bounce back against the Dolphins? Well, Greg Cosell kind of walked you through uh, with a very high level of articulation. Um, what it is the Dolphins do well and how it is that teams have to play them to beat them. The scheme and the speed that the Dolphins have on offense, Greg, is, is so much fun to watch, and it's really a joy to watch Mike McDaniel work. Yeah, and, and they got a receiver, Hill. I think he's fast, by the way. Just okay. Case, you know, you know. <laughs> I, I think the Titans secondary are going to find out. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's probably going to be tough. Well, let's get into the kinds of things they do. Uh, yes. You know, obviously, you have to deal with the speed, and you cannot it, – it, it, it's difficult to play man coverage, and you certainly can't play man coverage without someone over the top. As as the commanders, you know, which I, I, I quite frankly didn't understand um, – on the 78-yard touchdown, uh, it was their only snap of cover one in the game, and it came on the first possession, and they played man coverage to um, to empty. And for whatever reason, they had the post safety cheated to the twins' side, and Hill was number two to the trip side. So they had no one over the top of their slot corner, Martin, who's a rookie out of Illinois. So they basically said to the slot corner rookie, well, you're going to have to cover him, and there's no help over the top. Go get so him, bud. And, of course, is he just ran by Martin, and it was a 78-yard touchdown. Um, but let's talk about what they they do. First of all, they're, they're a, a motion offense. No team motions more than the Dolphins in the entire league, and they're phenomenal with motion. And, they, and it's multiple motions. It's not just one thing. So you have got to really be, you have to have a plan for all that, okay? Because that's who they are. That's what they do. Um, the other thing is they're, that empty formations are a part of what they do. So you have to have a plan for that. You know, the, these are all things you have to work on during the week. You can't be surprised by this, okay? I mean, keep in mind that off motion through 12 games, that two has thrown 251 balls off motion, okay? Yeah. So that's what they do. So they give you a lot of eye candy, but it, it also means something. In other words, it's not, you hear the term window dressing. It's not window dressing. 
but it's eye candy because it forces the defense to react to things because they see a lot going on. Um, and what that does when there's a lot of motion, it kind of shrinks your defensive menu a bit. You can't get to all your calls because you can't have 20 different calls, you know, that, that all happen in the space of five seconds when you see motion. So it shrinks your defensive menu. Now the key to playing this offense is you must disrupt the timing between two and the receivers. You must do everything you can to take away the first window throws. That's where Tua is absolutely at his best. That's his game. He's the best in the NFL, hitting his back foot and throwing with precise timing and high-level anticipation on in-breaking routes. He's a first-window passer. They work between the numbers, and of course, they do work vertically when they get that opportunity with the speed that they have. But Therefore, coverage becomes more important than pressure in normal down and distance situations because you're not going to get there because the ball gets out too quick because it's all timing and rhythm based and the ball gets out too quick. So you're not going to win with pressure. Um, So you have to win and disrupt with coverage. And it's hard. It's, you know, it's not easy. Believe me, I'm not saying it's easy. Uh, so Greg Cosell, you know, explaining why the Dolphins are so hard to defend. And that interesting note about you you can't win with pressure. And I went and looked up Tua's time to throw, like average time to throw on these on these passes. He's leading the league. He has two point, and I want to make sure that I get the exact decimal number here correct, but it's just over 2.3 seconds is how quickly Tua Tonga-Valoa gets rid of the ball right now. Um, he is he is operating that system as efficiently as anybody could possibly expect him to. And what Greg is saying there is that your coverage needs to be as good, if not better, than your rush, which is not something that the Titans can necessarily rely upon for obvious reasons. But if you're going to have a chance to beat them, um, that's the way that they're going to have to beat them. I don't know if the Titans are capable of that logic would indicate that they're not capable of that but we'll certainly find out on monday it'll be a, another primetime show for us to talk about between now and then anyway another person who needs a bounce back is trevor lawrence in the jacksonville jaguars medical card situation because uh this was ridiculous trevor lawrence by the way who uh, apparently practiced today in some capacity was uh helped off the field after suffering a high ankle sprain this past weekend in a loss to uh the cincinnati bengals at home Trevor Lawrence did not take a cart off the field, instead was basically walking to the place that he needed to get treatment as a franchise quarterback on a bum ankle. One would think that the Jags would have carts. He was asked a question about this. Apparently, Trevor Lawrence declined a cart. Yeah, you know, we have have an amazing medical staff um, that takes care of us and in every way that you could imagine anything that we need they're always there they they work pretty much around the clock to to take care of us so we got one of if not the best in the league so there's no i mean i've heard what amanda was telling me kind of all the stuff that's been going on and yeah i didn't we talked about getting a cart and i was going to get a cart and then i'm standing there and you know I'm, I'm already on the sideline at that point the tunnel's right there i just wanted to get off the field get out of there i didn't know what was going on with my ankle and i felt like i could get off and i was like hey you're good just don't bring it out i'm going in and then once I got in there, I'm like, this is a pretty long walk, you know, but I, I was already there and they asked again if I wanted a cart. I'm like, no, we're going to make it the whole way there. I didn't know there was cameras in the tunnel, you know, so that's kind of 
they're everywhere exactly so uh but no it's of course we have carts and we have everything we need and i was the one that that didn't choose to to take one you know so you guys put that on me maybe that was dumb maybe i should have taken one whatever but um it's nothing to do with us not having a cart available i don't think that would that would happen in the national football league especially here with the with the crew that we have so yeah take the cart next time trevor hopefully there's not a next time for trevor lawrence but take the cart all right it's gonna do it for us tonight it's gonna do it for us this week on the primetime show thank you guys as always for spending some time here with us we enjoy hanging out with you together uh, so, a couple of notes. A reminder, Tajay Spears, among other people, on the radio show tomorrow from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. You can check that out starting at uh, 10 a.m., like I said. 615 Sessions podcast. The guest is Rhett Bryan, the game day host for Titans Radio, who Jim Wyatt and I do our Titans Insider segments for Titans Radio 15 minutes before kickoff every Sunday, or I guess Thursday, and in this particular week, Monday. Uh, when we will all be down in Miami together. So we will preview the game with Rhett Bryan and see where things go from there. You can check out the 615 Sessions podcast right here on the A to Z Sports Network. And if you liked what you heard from Cosell, we, there's 30 more minutes of it floating around there. You can check that out on the 104.5 The Zone YouTube channel. And uh, while you're there, subscribe to that channel where you can get my radio show, where you can get the Cosell podcast I do every week with Greg and uh, all kinds of other good stuff. I will see you guys Sunday night from Miami. If I don't see you tomorrow on the radio show or tomorrow on the 615, whenever I see you, at some point, I'll see you in Miami for primetime on Sunday night. See you guys.